0: and uh, getting those worship guides in your hands inside those worship guides there are some message notes and that is a good way for you to follow along and just know exactly where we are and uh, where we're heading and uh, in those message notes there's a takeaway it's, it's kind of the summarization of the passage for today, and I want you to look at that because in this series, Make It or Break It, we've been going over five principles from the book of Proverbs, and these five principles are make it or break it principles. Uh, first, we talked about pride, pride and humility. That's make it or break it in our relationships and in our life. Uh, we talked about at, we've talked about apathy. We've talked about fear, and today we're talking about distraction, the fact that the devil uses distraction on our relationships more than anything else, and there's one verse I want you to read. It's one of the most famous verses in the Old Testament. It's Proverbs chapter four and verse 23. In verse 23, it says, keep your heart for all with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Let's read that together. Ready? Begin. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to keep my heart right I want to keep my relationships moving forward with momentum. And in order to do that, we need to ask the Lord to remove some of our distractions. Let's pray. God, I pray that in this moment we would not be distracted. I pray that you would guide us through this study and use your word and your way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The word diligence, keep your heart with all diligence is not the word that I would use. I I teach my boys that diligence is staying on task until the project is done. But diligence in this passage, and I've given you some of these uh, definitions. I won't always say what the definitions are, but you can kind of know why we're parsing out these seven verses, verse by verse. But it's the word mishmar. It literally means uh, to to be in solitary confinement. It means that you were arrested and put in prison. Um, And that's what he's talking about with your attention it's to arrest attention to bring it into captivity as the Old, as the new testament says and to bring your attention into a state of mind or a state of being that will allow you to move forward with momentum. We'll see how the context bears that out as well. But how many of you need some momentum in your relationships, at work, at home? I certainly do. And our momentum is many times derailed by the good things around us that are are robbing us from the best things that God has called us to do. Some of those good things are uh, social media, technology. That's great. God uses that Uh, Our phones, our, our technology, the things we use to live our lives, I believe those are knowledge of witty inventions, meaning God gave someone the idea. Yes, God gave Steve Jobs the idea for an iPhone, okay? Now, Satan gave someone an idea for an Android, but I don't know if that's true or not. No, I'm joking. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Now, regardless of what technology you use, we just need to make sure that technology isn't using you. And our cell phones are many times what what Satan uses to derail us and distract us in our relationships and in our relationship with God as well. Now, it's interesting that this word diligence refers to prison because in prison, when you want to communicate with someone, you are behind glass and you have to pick up a phone and you have to talk to them through glass. Now, as a young adult pastor for 15 years, I realized that Communication has changed forever because most of our communication is communicating through glass. And maybe that's why they call it the cell phone because often we're imprisoned prison to our own distractions. We live from day to day a distracted people and we never see momentum in our spiritual, and in our spiritual lives and in our relationship with God or others. And so in Proverbs, it speaks over and over again this word diligence. It's talking about the the thoughts that we think, but it's also talking about the actions that we uh, use in our daily lives. For instance, in Proverbs 21.5, it says, the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. And then it says, and everyone that's hasty, By the way, that that verse is basically the theme verse for LA County, right? We're all going in a hurry somewhere and, and everyone that is hasty only to want. Uh, someone this week, I was uh, going with the flow of traffic, and and uh, and and someone was upset that I was in the left or the far right lane, and, and the left lane wasn't moving as fast as they wanted, so they came into my right lane, and they were honking and laying on the horn until I moved a little bit faster and got out of their way. You know, many of us, we live lives pushing people out of the way, and in reality, we, we want to uh, push someone forward instead of letting God bring some things to us. For instance, it says in Proverbs 22, 29, seest thou man diligent in his business, he'll stand before kings and not mean men. Meaning God will place you in the right position and in the right place and, and in the right uh, momentum, if you will, when you just allow God to direct your steps and allow things to come to you. Many people want uncommon things to happen, but few people want the diligence that it takes to get those uncommon things. And so when we are diligently uh, seeking good things, diligently bringing our attention into captivity, as the New Testament says, and we are living diligent lives, then it produces favor. In fact, that's exactly what Proverbs 11.27 says. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor. But when you're seeking mischief or evil or things that that please yourself, then here's what happens. That mischief that you're seeking comes, and often the greatest judgment that God could ever give to any one of us is what we want. I'm so thankful for the prayers that God hasn't answered that I really wanted him to answer because many times those were the very things that I didn't need. And so you might be sitting here thinking, hey, listen, if I'm seeking good, then I'm good. But ultimately, there's only one that's ever been good, that's ever lived a good life, and his name was Jesus. And all of us need to seek good in our relationships, but know that the source of good is Jesus Christ. Now, there's a a parable about this in Luke 15, and it's a parable about a coin. Luke 15, 7 through 10, I put it in your notes, but Jesus basically is saying that uh, there was a lost coin, and it brought much anxiety to the person who lost it. And and they searched everywhere for it. And until they found the coin, there was no joy. Meaning once something is lost that you used to have, you diligently seek for it until you can find it. Once you find that coin, then you realize, oh, what once was good is now restored. Can I tell you something? That the lost coin of righteousness will never be restored until Jesus comes into your life. Religion says that you can restore what's been lost uh, at the moment where Adam and Eve sinned. You can restore that by your good works. And can I tell you something? That there is nothing good that you could ever do that would make you good enough to get you into heaven and get you into good standing with Jesus Christ. And I've lived my whole uh, 20 years of ministry telling people that relationships with Jesus Christ is the key to following Jesus. Religion says you can do a relationship with Jesus Christ says it's already been done. God has paid the price for your sin. And if you have to pay a price on top of the price he already paid, that means what he paid wasn't enough. And so God gave his life in, in the form of Jesus so that we could live the life that he wants us to live. And so if you're sitting here thinking, man, I really need to have momentum in my relationships. I need to have momentum in my Christian life. And I need to have momentum uh, with, with God. You'll never get momentum with God. You'll never be able to be diligent enough enough. If the Holy Spirit isn't living in you and he's not living in you, the Jesus said, he can't abide in you until you invite him in. Now, at the end of this message, as I do every week, I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. If you've never done that, every single week, almost every single week, we have someone who invites Jesus into their heart and life, not based on what they have done, but based on what Jesus did for them. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast ephesians 2 and 8 and 9 says and so when we're talking about relationships we have to start with our relationship with God and know that he is seeking and he is he is wooing us to him but if we do not invite him in we will always be against him no matter how diligent we are we will always be going against the grain of the universe that is God's grain meaning he wants relationship with you he is a he is a god that desires closeness to you and many times it is the destruction Distractions in life that pull us away from him. So there are two principles for choosing momentum over distraction. I want to give you these. I think they will be a help uh, and practical. Uh, That's that's what the book of Proverbs is all about, is giving practical wisdom for our daily lives. I want you to notice that distraction, all it is, is priority mismanagement or priority misplacement. It's just taking one priority and placing it over another and, and telling yourself that it's Okay. I used to think that the opposite of distraction was focus, but truly the opposite of distraction is attraction. It really means that you are attracted to something else, that you're pulled in another direction. And so letter A, attraction requires full attention. Look at verse number 20. We're going to go verse by verse through these seven verses. Verse number 20 says, my son, attend unto my words. The word attend means give attention. I want you to lean into this. I want you to understand this. oftentimes I I tell my boys uh, to listen with their eyes. Hey, hey, look up here. Look up here. Uh, Look at, at what I'm trying to tell you. Why? Because I don't know they're listening if they're not looking at me, right? And so many times in my relationship with God, in my relationship with Danielle, over these 15 years, I have noticed that there are many times where I have said that I was listening, but I really wasn't. And it's always that moment when she says, what did I just tell you? And I'm like, you're going to have to run it by me one more time. I used to fake it, uh, but, but no, she, she sees right through that. And there's these moments with God and with others in our relationships where, where we're focused and then we're not. And in those those moments where we're where we're drawn away, that we have to ask ourselves, how are we going to get back into attention with God, attraction with God, meaning our hearts are pulled toward Him, we're having a a a moment of momentum with God and with others and we're not allowing that distraction to pull us away. A great example of this is the movie Up. Uh, There was, there's a dog named Doug uh, that they meet in their adventure. And uh, this is what happens with Doug. Hey, look, he's trained. Shake. Uh Uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. (gasps) Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes. (laughs) My name is Doug. I have just met you (gasps) and I love you. (gasps) My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! That sums up my Christian life and my marriage right there. Okay? I don't know about you. I'm just... Confession's good for the soul. I struggle with focus. I don't know if I have ADHD. I don't know what I have. Uh, But those squirrel moments are daily for me. And so you say, well, what happens when you have a moment where you're chasing something that doesn't cause momentum in your life? Well, I want you to notice in this verse, he says, attend unto my words. It's my sayings. My words. It's important to understand that if you're chasing all of your own priorities, how many of you know your priorities and your feelings and your desires are going to change? I know that for a fact. And so if I know that my heart's going to change and and my desires are going to change, then here's a key thought. I need to also understand that distraction robs momentum by pulling my attention in the wrong direction. How many of you by raise of hand said, hey, I've had my attention this last week pulled in the wrong direction. My hand is up. There's always a right direction and there's a wrong direction. And in verse 24, it tells us the wrong direction. It tells us how we're we're pulled away. Verse 24 says this, put away from you a forward mouth. Now that's a very interesting word. It's actually the word for being crooked. And when something's crooked, it's not going in a straight line. It's going from side to side. It's being bounced around. By the way, when I live a distracted life, my marriage and my relationship with God, when I'm pinging from one fear and desire and to the next, guess what I'm doing? I'm living a That's an old English word, but it's a forward life. It's a crooked life. By the way, it might be this way, or emotionally, it might be this way. You you might be up and down, up and down. And so the words of our mouth, it it reveals the thoughts of our heart. Uh, From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so I have just learned the hard way, Uh, from years and years of trying to apply God's word, but getting distracted from it. And here's an action item. By the way, I would encourage you to to write down your own action items or just circle one of these things. But this is just kind of a practical outflow of what what God says. I would encourage you to speak the thoughts you want your heart. That's supposed to say heart. I think the outline says that, your heart to hear. Listen, your heart needs to hear your mouth speak the goodness of God. Your heart needs to hear your mouth uh, praise your parents, teenagers. Your heart needs to hear your mouth uh, give a good word, an encouraging word to those in your family, to those in, at, at your work. How do we do this? Well, Proverbs 2.10 says, When wisdom entereth into the heart, knowledge is pleasant in the soul, discretion shall preserve you. Husbands, discretion and understanding. Sometimes you're like, man, I can't figure it out. Well, listen, God will help you figure it out, but first you have to have wisdom enter into your heart. The most important time of the day is where wisdom enters into your heart. You see, distraction always brings disappointment because disappointment comes when I'm not living out the wisdom of God in my own life. Now, foolishness says I can control the distractions. And I used to say this, but wisdom says... There are some things that are out of my control. It's kind of like the sportscaster who was uh, doing some, uh, a, a little a segment on uh, this guy who, who uh, has reptiles and whatever, and he asked if he could hold the, the, the alligator, and he said, okay, well, you just have to keep it nice and firm, otherwise it'll get out of control, and the sports guy said, no, no problem, and so here's what happened. Come a little closer. Do I'm going to stay John? over here by Joni. Do they know each? They no, hold him tight. Hold him tight. Hold him. I am. I am. Hold him tight. I am. Right, I am. You got him. I am. Oh, it's okay. All right. Oh, Joni. You there? <laughs> oh, I'm taping a second. Now I don't know about you, but this this seems like every single week. This is Steve this Steve is my schedule. Steve? I have a plan in my head and then that's how it goes, right? I mean, I'm writing it out, and I'm spending some time at the beginning of every day, like, God, this is gonna happen, and by faith, this is gonna happen, and then it's just all out of control. Now, I used to get really frustrated, and sometimes I still do get frustrated, but I will tell you, through COVID, you know what God has taught me? That there's some things that are out of my control, but they're in his control. And I will tell you, no matter how crazy things get in this world, Do we know one thing? We know one thing. God's still on the throne, don't we? We understand that God can take something that seems like it's totally out of control and he can bring it back into realignment. And so that's what this passage is saying, is that distraction, it it, it requires, and this is letter B, it requires a priority realignment. (laughs) It, it, It requires us to bring something back into focus with what God says. And so Solomon is telling his son in love through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, verse 21, let them, let these words, this truth, this wisdom, don't let them depart from your eyes. And he says, keep them in the midst of your heart. He, he, the word keep, it's Natsar, it means to, uh, to watch out for hidden things, to, to preserve them, uh, to, to be careful to protect them. He says in verse 20, 25, something similar. Let your eyes look right on. Let your eyelids look straight before you. The, the problem with looking around you is everyone else looks great because you're just seeing their high points. You're seeing their highlight reel, and you're seeing your behind the scenes. And your behind the scenes will never compare to everyone else's highlight reel. And you know what we post on Facebook and Instagram? Our highlight reels. And so we get discouraged because our eyes are looking everywhere else except for where God wants us to grow. And so here's a key thought. The devil knows he can't defeat you. So guess what he does all of his time doing? He does all of his time distracting you. He knows he can't destroy you. He knows that, that God has given Jesus the victory. He knows what we all know that in the back of the book we win, but he will spend everything all of his resources distracting you from what is most important. That's why fo- focus is one of the most important attributes uh, to living the life God has intended. And so how do we do this? Well, here's an action item. Use scripture to overcome competing priorities. Whenever, you, whenever you're whenever you like, man, I want to do this, but I need to do this, and I'm not really sure which one to do, use scripture to break the tie. Use scripture to put your priorities into focus. And so uh, distraction is that one thing that really takes a priority and, and mismanages it or misplaces is the priority. Number two, momentum is given to the diligent. Proverbs is really clear that momentum in relationships and in life, it's only given to those who are diligent to steward the time, the ability, and the talent that God has given you. Now, I look out here, and I, and I, and I was overwhelmed with this the first service. But there are so many people in this room that have so much talent and so much ability, and God has given you so much potential. But many times, it's not the big moments that rob us from our momentum and potential in our Christian lives or even in our, uh, our, our, our families. I will tell you what happens is it's those little moments, those little moments of inconsistency, those little moments of distraction. And so I want you to notice, letter A, that we were created for consistency. You say, well, that's what I like. I like consistency. I like to do things, the same things over and over again, but I can't. I get interrupted. I I, I get distracted. So look at verse 22. It does not say that health comes when everything is good or when there's no distraction. In fact, it's talking about being distracted and how to overcome it. But it talks about the word of God. It talks about the plan of God that when we keep our heart with all diligence that there's life there that there's there's health there look at verse 22 it says these words they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Not just the words, but the actions that flow out of those words. And so health and life flow from something that's followed consistently. And you might be distracted consistently, but you can come back to the word of God and say, hey, I'm going to get back on track, and I'm going I'm to make sure that the word of God is my focus. You know, sometimes we can, uh, we can tell ourselves something over and over and over again. But then when the pressure comes, we forget. It's kind of like the, uh, one of the uh, parliamentarians in South Africa was on national TV giving an address because he was running for president. And he wanted to use the, an analogy, um, and, and he kind of got a little distracted and thrown off, and this is what happened. Government must do more to restore the dignity of our people. As the adage says, you give a poor man a fish, and you feed him for a day. You teach him to, to fish, you give him, you give him, and uh, no, no, no no. Oh, no, 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 right? Now, the reason why that's funny to me is I've had thousands of those no, 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 no moments. I've had thousands of moments where I told myself one thing, I said I wasn't going to do another, and, and it's, the, it, it's the classic Romans 7, the things I want to do, I, I, I can't do, and the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. Anyone else sharing that frustration? And so when we, when we see that, that we were made for consistency, We were made to consistently ponder the path of our feet. In fact, that's what verse 26 says. Ponder the path of your feet that your ways could be established, that your ways could be not just set, but prepared, set up, made ready. And so how can we make our our mind and our heart ready for every single day that we'll deal with multiple distractions? Well, here's an action item. Meditate on what is best to do now, to maximize what hopefully God will bring next, what hopefully will come next. Here's a key thought. Diligence uh, to stay consistent is, is, the, is, the, is the desire to uh, overcome external distraction uh, and have internal momentum. So internal momentum is, is what Jesus had, even when he had external distractions. How many of you know Jesus was distracted a few times? There's a few things that happened in his life. He had no con he, he, had, he had no uh, ability to control the, the outcome in the sense that uh, he, was, he was being led of the Father. He said that. So there were people who came and in, in, into his life, and, and of course he had uh, the power to overcome circumstances. But I will tell you this: even Jesus didn't complain about his circumstances and the fact that he had uh, distractions and delays. He just allowed the Holy Spirit to lead him to the next place. And he had a plan. He made a plan. He told that plan to the disciples. And then he allowed the Holy Spirit to guide him. And that's what we have to do as well. I want you to see letter B and finally. That we can have momentum despite distraction. No matter what distractions come in your life, you can still have the momentum. You can still move forward. You don't have to live from one distraction to the next. You don't have to live in in bondage to those distractions. Verse 23 is such an amazing verse. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. Our hearts are only kept when we keep them. Our hearts will unravel and struggle when we don't. And so a healthy heart is the key to all success. I really believe that. And diligence is the only way to keep the heart healthy. If, if we're not going to constantly avoid the, the, the evil, in fact, verse 27 says this, turn not to the right hand nor to the left hand and remove your foot from evil. That is in the context of keeping your heart. If your heart goes one way, your foot will follow. If your heart is led one way, if your desires—when your, we say your heart, it's the word "let." It, it, it's the Hebrew word "let." It means your mind, will, and emotion. It's all that is within you. David said, "It is the deepest part of the inner man." And if you let your heart go, everything else will follow. But but when you say, "Hey, I'm not going to move to the left. I'm not going to move to the right. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay straight. I'm gonna stay focused, laser focused on what God has for me." I'm going I'm to stay laser-focused on what God has in my relationships. I'm going to focus on who God has given me to invest in. I'm not going to focus on everything else or what could be or or, or what should have been. I'm going to focus on what God has for me today. great example of this is happened this year. There's uh, a man by the name of Dario Costa. Uh, Costa. He he was uh, a, a longtime stunt pilot, but he uh, decided to break the world record— uh, for the longest plane ride through a tunnel, he went to Istanbul and there are two tunnels that are about a mile long and he took off from one tunnel and went to the other. The only trick is he had to train himself to keep 100% focused because he only had a fraction of a second to be able to react. And in the tunnel, if you if you react just a little bit, one foot or two foot to this direction or up or down, it's over. And so we trained and trained and trained during COVID 2020 and then 2021, this is what happened. The fact of flying through a solid obstacle that is all around us makes this mental game. The physics of the tunnel showed us that there are waves that will require me to react in less than 250 milliseconds. I'm 100% scared. I know that I have no backup option. The fear that I have is exactly the fear that I need to push myself. You guys can keep keep rolling this. But as he came out of that tunnel, he was, you know, filled with emotion. And he had been working for two years. They had been, you know, training him to be focused, to not, to, to be steady with his hand. He was so elated, and he was so excited. And then right after this moment, he breaks down, and he just starts weeping, and they, he was weeping uncontrollable. Even as they got him out of the plane, he was just weeping and weeping. They said, why are you crying so much, you know? And why are you so emotional? And he said, I risked my life. I risked my life because I wanted to show everyone that it's possible, that it's possible to do this. Now, listen, if he would risk his life to go through a tunnel, to allow himself to be to, to be 100% focused just for those two minutes, to break all those records and to have all of that fame, I will tell you, listen, there's something far more important than breaking a record in a tunnel. And that is your relationship with God and your relationship with those around you. And I will tell you, when you move a little bit to the left and you move a little bit to the right, like it says in verse 27, there are consequences that you will you, you won't be able to see until you get to heaven. I will tell you, your focus right now determines on where you're going in the future. And if you will decide, hey, I'm going to keep my heart. Listen, if the grass is starting to look greener on the other side, maybe it's because you need to start watering your own grass. Maybe, maybe instead of looking at what everyone else has that you don't, maybe we should start looking at what God has given us that others don't have. Maybe we should start pulling back the throttle on all of the comparison. Maybe we should start th- pulling back the throttle of, of our people pleasing. Maybe we should start realizing that the, the anger in our heart about what someone else has done is just a major distraction to get us away from doing what God has called us to do. So I don't know what's distracting you this morning. I don't know if you just, you just are so you know, upset with what's going on with COVID and man, I'm there. But let us not take our eyes off of the prize, and the prize is Jesus Christ. Knowing him, and if you are here and you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the most important thing you could ever do before you walk out of here is invite him into your life. That is the turning point. And after that, following him, the most important thing that you can focus on is daily learning and growing and following him. Now, let's look at the takeaway again and then we'll be finished. That distraction pulls our attention in the wrong direction. It absolutely does. And that's what Satan's focused on. He's focused on pulling your attention in the wrong direction. But diligence provides momentum beyond distraction. Diligence, Holy Spirit led, Bible truth driven diligence to just say, God, I'm not gonna let anything take me away from these priorities. I'm gonna gonna set my face like you did to the cross. I'm gonna set my face to my priorities, and I'm gonna gonna just, every single day, I'm gonna gonna just do a little bit more, and I'm gonna do a little bit more, and I'm not gonna let everything else dictate my priorities, I'm gonna let your word dictate my priorities, and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna surrender my schedule to you, but I'm gonna let God-given momentum come when I just surrender my schedule to you, my priorities to you, and let God lead. Thanks again for listening. If you would like to learn more about our church or how to get connected, check us out online at findnewlife.church or find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the handle Find New Life. Have an amazing day.